real quick at the top of the episode, I want to get a shout out to uh, Misfits LLC. Um, the company um, one of our players, Ryan, works for, has been gracious enough to help us build a website to get a lot of art up and maybe updates of things we might be doing in the future. If this gets uh, more and more popular, you know, we now have a, we'll now have a website. But let me talk to you a little about Misfits uh, LLC. They design custom websites and applications. They do advertising, business cards, and graphic design. Um, Ryan's been working there for a number of years, and he loves it. So a good uh, employee, a happy employee means it must be a good company. Um, if you guys need any um, any of that type of work, I'm going to go ahead and give you the website. And that's Misfits, M-I-S-F-I-T-S, L-L-C dot net. Go ahead and look that up if you guys need any, you know, custom websites, applications, advertisements. And then you guys can check out our website when it comes up if you want to see some uh, examples of their work. All right. Thanks for uh, listening to me talk a little bit. Let's get on to the episode. Listen to the newly branded Troll Initiative. I am Mark Daly, and I am your DM. With us today, David Blondin. Hey, I'm David. I play Brock Timbers, uh, the world's greatest bard. Not everyone knows it yet, but they will. Ryan O'Connor. Hey, I'm Ryan, and I play Edson, the platinum knight that likes to smite. Tommy Gray. Hey, I'm Tommy Gray. I play Shane, gunslinger. Um, who needs a magical item when you have a gun? Tommy Stenros. Uh, I don't know who that guy Tommy Stenros is, but I'm Kelmar, shapeshifting druid. Last time, uh, you guys uh, made a deal uh, with a noble that you weren't 100% sure if they were trustworthy or not, but they found you because they own the hotel. And you guys made a deal to hunt down a creature inside the uh, woods. You guys also got an opportunity to go to Aurora's Realm, uh, where you guys uh, purchased some goods, you know, some nice things for all of you. Uh, my name is Edson, because Edson went to the blacksmith to build up his armor. Um, after that, you guys got signed up on the caravan that was heading north. And once you guys signed up with it, you followed the caravan. Uh, a few days later, you guys got attacked by orcs. And that is where we are now. like north and south of you guys but you guys are taking care of this situation basically um brock you're on top of the order what do i see how many orcs um exactly do i see coming out of the um the brush what how many orcs exactly do i see coming out of the brush um you see four orcs and an ogre on the other side 
Okay. Um, are they all at the, in the same, like, facing the same direction? They're all together, right? They're not separated? Yes. Yeah, so, like, if you were on the road, thinking of the road is going north, to the east of you, the four orcs, and to the west of you is you an ogre. Oh, okay, okay. So I go after the four orcs, the big guy. All right, I'm going to try to take the four orcs. Um, Brock pulls up his loot and starts... Uh, just blaring on the strings it gets uh kind of like uh like twilight zoney sounding and this uh this forms this yeah this magical pattern in the air of the swirling um white and black in front of the four orcs and um i'm gonna need them to give me a wisdom saving throw um, Mark, this is with the loot, and it is uh, charming someone, so they will have disadvantage on these saves. Oh, shit. Throws. Okay. Only one saves. Okay. So the three that, um, on a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed by the spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. So you see three all of a sudden as uh, you see kind of Brock kind of like pull out his loot and just strum it and you hear like and almost like ringing in your guys' ears and you can feel this like magic energy kind of like pull from the ground and you see all of a sudden three orcs just almost like in a daze stand still and then one of them continues to move forward. Um, I'm going to use my movement to... Uh try to take some cover by the wagon um, not in front of the ogre and uh, trying to put people in between me and the uh, fork. Sure. So you're back up and you have like uh, Shane uh, and probably lastly Edson uh, on the uh, eastern side yep. uh, in front of you. Okay. And that is a third level spell. Uh, ogre and orc's turn. Uh, the ogre kind of moves up and uh, swings over. So he like moves up and he sees Kelmar. And he's gonna take him. He's gonna take two swings at Kelmar. Man. Uh, seventeen and an eighteen. They will both hit. Um. Well, in fact, Brock sees the hammer about to drop on his buddy Etzin and he whips uh, whips around and uh, yells over at him you mess with my friend I'm gonna be pissed you bring that weak shit in here you're gonna be dissed we're about to turn you into fucking mist watch as my cutting words make you miss And uh, I'm going I'm to, because yeah, okay. he has an AC of 17, it doesn't really matter, but I cut it by two, so. This is for Edson or Kelmar? For you, Kelmar. This is for Kelmar. Okay, you said Edson. Oh, did I? Yeah. All good. Uh, yeah, you see... Uh, uh, 17, so one of those does not hit. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, uh, Brock, uh, after he strung his guitar on the uh, far east, uh, far eastern side, he looks back and sees an ogre, 
about to swing his his club down towards Kalmar, and uh, quickly pulls uh, pull, uh, pulls out his loot and just hears his like vibrating sound go across. And Kalmar, you're almost affected by it, but the ogre can't quite focus as the loud sound goes across him. And he takes a swing, and the second swing, after he slams down on the ground and kind of does like a back swing on you, Kelmar's not ready for it. And Kelmar, you take uh, eight bludgeoning damage as he hits you with your club. Oh, hits him, with, hits you with your club. All right. Um, and then it's the orcs' turn. Um, three of them are charmed. So David, if I remember right, I get, I get to roll again to break out of the charm, right? Not with the nog pattern, you don't. Uh, the spell uh, ends okay. for the affected creature if it takes any damage or if someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of the stupor. So until one of those two things happens for the next minute, they are my bitch. Excellent. So another one uh, moves up and uh, uses movement. He also uses his bonus action to get the rest of his movement to move up towards Shane and take two attacks. Uh, one misses, the other one is a 25 to hit. Yeah, that'll do the trick. And, yeah, and Shane, you take a 9 damage of slashing as this orc with a shield and sword slashes into you. Okay. Uh, after that, it's your turn, Shane. Um, I'm gonna disengage. Um, I am going to move 30 feet away. Time. Okay, then I'm gonna use my boots to move another 30 feet. Cool. So yeah, you're and 60 gonna... feet and you're kind of like move yourself like down the road. I would imagine you're not to moving towards the ogre or the other orcs, so I'd say that you're going like south of the road. Can you still see all the enemies? Uh, absolutely. Um, so I'm so gonna... you're gonna see for the yeah, you're gonna see for the first time he like kind of clicks his heels together. And you see, like almost like this blue pattern, kind of like charred into his boots. And you see Shane move way faster than you've ever seen him move before. Uh, Shane, you're also like shocked by how quick you move. Yes, never felt so alive. I'm gonna then ac action surge. I'm gonna shoot twice okay. at that work that yeah. shot at me. And then yeah, the one that targeted uh, you. Yeah, the first shot is going to be a sharpshooter shot. Oh no! Sharpshooter feet. It will. So is that one? Is that once per turn? Um, action. Once per turn. Oh, uh, actually, I think it might be once per attack. So you could do it on both attacks. You just take the negative five penalty. If you want. That's how I've so seen you, it done. Yeah, you just take the negative five penalty. That's all. Okay. So then we will also. Give it a violent shot. A lot of damage this orc. Fuck this guy. So the first one will be a 16 to hit. Uh, 16 hits. Nice. Okay. So then they're both going to be sharpshooters. One has a violent shot on it. And we'll shoot him again. Uh, oh. 23 is the second one. And 18 plus 5. Yeah, i Do you normally get plus 10? Yep. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> These are just regular iron bullets, so no no other modifications here. Seven, forty damage. You see Shane kind of like peel back and like kind of like almost like use his like uh, jacket as like a distractor as the orc tries to like swing at him and he like pulls away from him. As he like disappears, all of a sudden like there's just this massive speed boost as he <laughs> almost like the flash like kind of like disappear and he like, turns around and like and, like almost in the same second. He turns and pulls out his rifle, put it under his shoulder, and just go. As two shots go off, you see just the orc's head, top half of his head, bottom half of his neck, and you see the orc go down. Um, is sharpshooter broken? A little, a little bit. No. <laughs> it has <laughs> minus five. Yeah. Yeah, it's got minus five, but I mean, when you roll an eighteen. Alright, Kelmar. Forgot a damage die. You didn't need to violent. You didn't need the violent shot. I didn't need it, no. I forgot to roll, <laughs> roll violent shot dice. Damn. Excellent. Kelmar, your turn. You have an ogre in your face. I got an ogre in my face? <clears throat> yes. Well, son of a bitch. Um... What I will do then... I guess I could use this new thing I got. <laughs> Even though it's not really um, up to snuff for me. Actually, I probably wouldn't have it. Let's see. Um... Do I, would I have both equipped, my rapier or my scimitar? Would I have them both equipped? You would have one or the other. One of them You'd equipped? have one or the other. One yeah. or the other, okay, cool. Um, I probably figure my scimitar since it's the weapon that I know and I haven't practiced with my new rapier. Um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So... I'll have that out, but I'm not actually going to attack with it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bonus action shillelagh this guy. Can I do that, though? I don't have a quarter staff. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So shillelagh does it to any weapon you have. And you okay. get to use your wisdom instead of using your strength or uh, uh, dexterity. Okay, got it. Um, I will do that then for my first bonus action. So you see uh, Kelmar kind of like plot his blade and like kind of like rub across it. And as he rubs across it, you see this water kind of like swirl around the blade. It's a dirty 20 to hit. Which I'm pretty sure hits. That'll hit. Which is in a D D8 plus 4, which is an 8, so 12 damage. Okay. And you see Kelmar kind of like slash through. Uh, the ogre uh, on the upswing. You see this like water almost like try to like push the wound open as the water is like slashing through. 
Alright, after that, that is Edson. So Edson, you were on the side of the car where the orcs are, and you saw an orc approach Shane, and you see three other orcs just kind of Um, I'll go to the orc that's approaching Shane, and I'm going to uh, try and flank it. I thought that orc died. Horrible, horrible yeah, which movie you can... Okay, well, yeah, that orc that got his head blown off. Oh, never mind. Then I'll, I'll head to the nearest orc. Sure. Alright. Um, with the nearest orc... Let's see... Well, you could get flanking on the ogre with Kelmar. And... you Would you and, uh... And uh, Shane be able to handle the or all the orcs? I've got the orcs handled. I believe Shane topped the first orc he shot at, so probably. Yeah, good. that's a good point. <laughs> Thank you for your concern, though. Yeah, then I'll head on over and try and flank the ogre. I would say you have enough movement to get to him, but I'll Ooh, flank it. Okay, then I'll get to him uh, for now. And I'll, I'll attack him. Sounds good. Alright, and I'll attack him with my Axe of Hunger. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> right. So, uh, that'll be a, uh, 24 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Alright. And I'm going to... Yeah, I'll just do a regular attack with this one. I'll be 10 damage for the first attack. Uh, yeah. So you see that Kelmar's kind of like coming toe-to-toe -to -toe with the, uh, ogre, and Edson comes over and kind of slashes the side of his ribs. And the second attack, nat 20. <laughs> yeah. That's our Edson. I mean, I don't expect I don't respect Edson to not add 20. <laughs> Alright, with that, I'm going to add a charge a, and a level 2 smite to it. <laughs> 42 damage. Whoa! Alright, you guys see Edson smite. As he slashes through the uh, ribs of the ogre, you guys uh, see him wink back, and you see this lightning kind of shoot through his hand, and a thunderbolt strike from the sky and hit the top of his blade. But as he strikes through the ogre, you can see him like singe through the top of the ogre, and you see the ogre going. Oh wait, I forgot the additional. Hold on, two more. There we go. Six more damage for my for my axe. Uh, getting the crit. Yep, and you see the. Remember, it's the one d four. No bonuses. Oh, I thought it was uh, double because of the uh, crit, but oh, no. crit. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. It is a crit, so it doubles it. Um, you see the lightning bolt kind of strike it, uh, strike his blade, and as he hits him, it's almost like another lightning bolt strikes upon uh, the ogre, and you see the ogre uh, just fall back on his back. Charred. 
We are fucking gangbusters. This fucking paladin exploding. This gunslinger now has sharpshooter and is just an animal. Oh. Finger of God. <laughs> and then this druid pinned underneath an ogre, just kind of just stabbing. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, as a druid, you're fine now. Because you just saw a charbroiled ogre get, like, fried. Uh, Brock, is your turn. Um, I look over to the, to the other guys and say, um, I'm still like kind of playing the lute, so the song, the hypnotic pattern song, is still is still kind of happening. And uh, I'm like, so if you guys want to take these orcs out one at a time, once you attack them, they will wake up and they will retaliate. So if you guys want to get in position, now's the time. Um, and then I'm going to um, I'm going to hold a cantrip. How many of them are there? Three. There's three more? Yep. Um, I can I can thunder wave these guys if we all if we all position ourselves right, then I can get all of them and then none of us. You what do you what do you guys think of that? Let's all come over here. I like Works it. Works for me. Can we all like huddle up next to probably Brock because I don't know if Brock can move and play the flute or whatever. Oh yeah, I'm um, good. But I'd like to position all of us to where uh, I can thunder uh, or uh, not thunder wave, but um, tsunami. Ah, uh, tidal wave. Tsunami, these guys. Tidal wave. Tidal wave. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So because Brock is is his turn. Uh, Brock kind of like moves over, kind of like directs you guys towards the uh, orcs. Um, and like you said, Dave, there's no saving throw for this. They are locked in. Yeah. Um, so then I would go to Shane, Kelmar, and Edson. And yeah. you guys can position yourself to however you guys want to order it. So you guys can choose to have Kelmar go first, and Shane can hold his action if he wants to. Well, I'd like to. Sorry, say I didn't mean to jump ahead. Brock said move, and that's kind of just the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. I mean, if Mark, if you wanted to, uh, because I did say a lot and Kelmar ta uh, talked, I'll even use my action to have that interaction happen. Uh, that's fine with me. Yeah, so Shane, you can hold your action if you want to, uh, to allow Kelmar to go first. Um, can I reposition? I'm not in the way of his tidal wave, am I? No, I don't uh, think you, I don't think you are. You probably still be able to use your movement. If yeah. I'm if, if I'm not in the way of the tidal wave, then I will absolutely just pass or hold my hold an attack action. Um, if I am in the way of the tidal wave, I would like to move out of the wave first. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Shane, you kind of, like, have your gun ready, just ready to fire, and uh, Kilmer, like, kind of comes up behind you, and you just see this, like, water kind of build up from the ground as he, like, grabs the ground and, like, almost, like, pulls the liquid from the ground itself, and uh, he casts Tidal Wave on these three targets. I think the last time I saw a Tidal Wave, I was under, so... Yeah, you were part of... Uh, 
Yeah, you hit me with it. You did like 20 some odd damage to me with it. It was bad. No, yeah, yeah. I, yep. I might have used it one other time since then. In the sewers mm. with the poo water. <laughs> yeah, the poo. Not a way of a poo. Going towards those trolls. Those trolls are like, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Um, so, Mark, these guys got to make a deck save of 15. So, I'm going to make a DM ruling that they are charmed and they are going to have a disadvantage on those rolls. Alright. I, I, I was about to sense. say, they're, they're incapacitated, so. So, they definitely have a disadvantage then. Yeah. So, I'm going to either way roll 4d8. I have no idea how I rolled it this well, but two of them succeeded. Damn, Mark. <laughs> That's alright. Nice, good rolls. I got a six, an eight, and a five for my first three. Um, so it's a 13, 19, plus one more. Wow, holy moly. 19, 27 for a failed save. Um, cut in half is going to be what? Uh, 14, 13? 13 or 14. Uh, thir yeah, 14 for me, because I always roll up. Okay, then yeah, 14 damage for a uh, success. So you you see Kelmar can like pull the water like from the ground. You see his like all of his muscles and all his veins can like bulge out as he's like pulling as much water as he can from the ground. And he like forces this like almost like beam of water towards these three uh three orcs. And you see one of them literally like, see the water like almost rip through him. Uh, almost like a beam of light that shatters through his body and like flaps to the ground. And you see those two get beat up by the other one that was like being able to like sustain, sustain essentially the uh, water that's hitting against them. Uh, but they look pretty beat up after the uh, large shadow wave. And uh, they are broken from that. But Shane and Edson, you both have act. You both, or Shane, you have a held action. So, what do you want to do? Um, is it that my Brock, do you have an idea? Oh no, I was like, top of the morning to you, laddie! <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be on the wrong end of your rifle! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> shame that. Shame. Um, shame. A shame that. Oh, um. We have how many orcs alive? Two. Two? Two. Take my health back action. Oh, I'll get one more time. I get one attack or two. No, you're holding you're holding your action, so you can get two attacks like normal. Okay, cool. Um, do either one of them look more beat up than the other? They look equally beat up. Okay, <laughs> so I will take um the first shot at the closest one. Uh -huh. It's going to be a. Are they close enough for a snake shot? Like, will it? They are not. Or not okay. Nope. And orcs don't like fire, right? They resist into fire. Uh, you can do a nature check. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna give it to me, sure. See what I get. <laughs> Nat twenty. My nature. <laughs> uh, two humanoids. All, all humanoids don't like. All your humanoids don't like fire. You should have just so shot. You would have crit. You would you would have crit if you just shot at him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay? Ah, nah, it's, I'm joking. Nah. I'm joking. <laughs> so I will shoot at him again with a sharpshooter and the snake shot. 
Okay. And it's gonna be an 18. Oh, yeah. Hit. So the D12 is gonna be. Uh, what? 12. And then. What's the snake shot? Is it D4? D8. Uh, snake shot is an extra D8. He has to do a deck saving throw, which he will probably fail. Hey, look at that, he failed. He failed, okay. So, 30 damage. An eight nice. on the snake shot. To 12 damage total from the D D12, so uh, eight plus four and then plus 10. Yep, uh, you see uh, Shane kind of pull back and like pull his rifle and as he fires it, you can see it's like almost like fire kind of shoot out of his rifle. As the uh, shot hits the orc on the shoulder, you see a large, like, fiery serpent kind of, like, almost, like, bite onto the top of the orc's head, and you see the head no longer there. It falls to the ground. Two headshots. All right. And I will attack the other one much the same way. Oops, I rolled the wrong guy. Oh. Sharpshooter as well. All wrong. All wrong. Yes. Gonna be... Oh! That is a misfire. Oh no! So that is no damage, no shot, and then it's a sleight of hand, and I believe it has to. I think, I think it's, it's like a fourteen. It's a whole turn, right, to try to clear it. No, so it's kind of the DM's discretion. So it's either like I take an action. Um. So let's this fire. So my turn's over, so we can move on. Why? Why I do this after? And find out when I'm allowed. That's in your truck. Probably roar ears on it. So first attack <laughs> at 19. Okay. I'll hit. And next, and that'll be Thir uh, 13 damage for the first attack. Um, you see, I think I kind of flash through, uh, slash through the orc's armor and get uh, the weak points of him. Uh, the orc looks pretty bad, and pretty beaten up. And for the second attack, that'll be an 18 to hit. Go ahead. Alright. Smash your space! So I raise my axe in the air, lightning striking it, and I'm like, this is for Teresa. And slash it down. It's Teresa. Hey, yeah, you guys. My patron. Oh, uh, Shane does not know. Kelman doesn't like, know either, so we're gonna be like, yeah. who? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll slash through him and let my axe uh, your chew axe. at it. Because he wants to. Um, yeah, you slash <laughs> yeah. right uh, right into his chest and like almost like kind of embeds into the middle of his chest. And you can see the light kind of fade from him as he like lands on the ground. 
Um, so, Tom, give me a... What did you roll for your misfire? I rolled like a three. One, two. I rolled a three. So the misfire score is at one, okay. two, three, and four. Um, yeah. Uh, so give misfire. me a d20. Yeah, you're rolling your tinkerer's check, which is a d20 plus proficiency. So to, it's uh, totally up okay. to you. Or, it's totally up to you, but uh, D&D Beyond says I have to spend an action to try and repair it. The exact quote is, whenever you make an attack roll with a firearm, the dice roll is equal to or lower than the weapon's misfire score. The weapon misfires. The attack misses, and the weapon cannot be used again yeah. until you... Uh, for attack. me, it's kind of like just you just doing your tinkerer's tools to uh, make sure that nothing else goes wrong with it. Um, as you, like, fired it, basically, you fired it, and you uh, fired off one of your other serpent shots, and it, huh? like, basically uses uses the ammo, and all the fire, like, kind of shoots out of it, and, like, you're ready for it, but you, like, kind of back your face away from it, and you just see fire kind of shoot out of the uh, cylinder. Um, but go ahead and give me a d20 uh, plus proficiency. Um, all right. <clears throat> Uh, you're able to clear out the chamber uh, with the fire and ash that's kind of like burnt out the cylinder. You're able to clean it out, and uh, you're able to uh, get the get the gun working again. Cool. If I right. miss so, that, I have to pay half the weapon's total cost to fix it. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. Yes. How much is that? Uh, what's at, it worth right now? At this point, Probably up way too much. Right now, so it's worth a lot. Uh, 150 gold would be That's the not bad. 75. 150 yeah. yeah, it costs 300. No, no, no. So your gun is 300. 150 is to fix it. Yeah, 150 still is not... I can pay it, but still, you know, that's not just... That's sure. not just getting away money. Could I, could I possibly assist him to make that cheaper? Well, it didn't oh, happen. Broken. It didn't happen, I would so... Say, Don't worry, you are. Oh, I was going to say, Edson, you have no idea how the how this weapon True, works. True, but I do have efficiency with some smithy tools, and I can, I can possibly learn from them. When we're done with this session tonight, I want to... Uh, I have something I want to bring up with Tom. Or everybody, for that matter. Nothing important. It's about the game. It's not like... Yeah. So, um, Brock... Is gonna uh, saunter hotel, saunter on up to the orcs and see and uh, run through their pockets to see if they have anything, while uh, jokingly like looking over at Shane and uh, Edson and Kalmar and be like, "Oh, that song came to me in like a dream last night. I had no idea what the fuck it was gonna do. I like still like rifling through the pockets. Like that was crazy. You guys just fucking." They just sat there, their faces were like, Bleh. <laughs> Brock's like having a great time with it. Did you see that tidal wave? It was huge. Oh my god, that was great. And then Shane, and then Shane, he came out, he was just like, bang, bang, bang. And then Edson came over with his axe and was like, oh, 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 oh. wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. Guys, I think we're horn asses. <laughs> Well, no, maybe we just don't like when people attack us when we're sleeping. But you know what? It always seems to happen with Brock. Hey, at least I saw it this time and didn't just get stabbed in the stomach. That is true. You don't have any arrows in you today. Not one. Um, Mark, do I find anything on the orcs? 
give me an investigation check. Ew. Uh, five plus three, eight. I'll roll, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you kind of hastily search. You kind of hastily search through them. Uh, as you hear combat to the north and south of you, as it's starting to die down. Um, but you are looking through the orc's bodies, and you do find about 15 gold between them, uh, and really crudely made weapons and armor that are on them. Okay. Um, uh, do we hear more uh, fighting nearby? Uh, you, you hear it dying down as the uh, north and south of you guys. I'd like to... Search the ogre for anything. Sure. Investigation. Oh. Let's see. That'll be uh, 15. Uh, Edson, so as you're looking through the ogre, um, you're like, oh, you might have a pouch on uh, his belt. And you lift up the loincloth and you just see a giant ogre dick. And you're like, nope. I don't need <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Are ogre dicks worth anything? <laughs> I just like to go up to Brock and go like, "I'm gonna leave uh, looting to you from now on." What? You find anything good? <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna go vomit for a, a while. Oh. <laughs> I think I would think I think can't even look at Brock in the eyes. <laughs> feel feel better, buddy. Yard stare. You don't want to see the horrors that I've seen. Have you seen giant or ogre dick? I don't think so. And Edson just wanders back to bed. Like, he doesn't want to talk about it. Well, well. As the night is going on, uh, you guys hear dying down, and you see the guards kind of like reconvene with the wagons you guys are at. And uh, the rest of the night goes through pretty peacefully. Let's just take that spot right there. Wait. So as you guys finish up the uh, fight, um, you guys are going back to bed. The guards, as well as you and the laborers, are all kind of going back to bed. You guys wake up in the morning. Um, it is freaking cold. It is probably uh, close to freezing, if not below freezing um you guys traveled on the road um and during this time period it's about two or three days past nothing eventful really happens um if you guys want to do anything during this time period let me know um i'm gonna be be working on my armor a bit i have something uh um i want to do with the group that i think i need to talk to mark absolutely uh so the next so next morning Uh, Edson brought up helping me with the gun, and Marcus raised an excellent point that he doesn't know shit about it. And um, when I offered Helmar, he's like, do you want to know how it works in the hotel room? Um, I got to thinking that, um, can I start to teach someone how it works? Yeah, you can. Okay. If that's what Shane wants to do. Just in case I can't, uh, for whatever reason, use a gun, or if I leave it behind, or whatever happens, someone else has their hands on it, you guys 
it's better than just have you know if you don't know how what if you don't know how it works it's just a club right yeah um yeah i think that that'd be good teaching someone how to use it does it take strength to use no it takes a lot of proficiency and dexterity dexterity you'll okay yeah, you won't have proficiency with it for probably a while, just because it's so... so... No, no, sure, I'm just yeah. trying to think of... When you don't have proficiency better. with it, the misfire score goes up by like three or four. So, oh, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. So, like, if you yeah, roll like a seven, you roll a seven, it'll misfire. Whoa. Yeah, so yeah. like, a lot of numbers on the dice. <laughs> a third of the dice. We can talk about it whenever. I just thought it was would be interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah, so later that night, um, the day after you guys fight the uh, orcs and the ogres, um, Shane kind of like abruptly interrupts everyone after you guys like hang sit, sitting down for dinner and kind of like pulls out his gun. Um, kind of starts to uh, open. The, this is probably the first time you guys have been like working with Shane where he's very open about talking and like he kind of pulls out his gun he kind of like plays, it, plays it on his mat and kind of starts to disassemble it and kind of explain the different functions of it um initially i would like to think that like brock is kind of like hesitant like what is he doing and why is he explaining this to us uh but as he gets farther into the details uh brock starts to just pay more attention um mm. as he's going through the details and kind of showing how it functions and how it works um, each of you are very intrigued. Um, Edson, you're probably more intrigued than the rest of them on how it functions. And looking at it, and you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, it's like a crossbow, but it does something else. It kind of like almost like a catapult for hard metals. Hmm. I gotta and, say, that thing's quite interesting. Yeah, so I'm gonna have. Uh, Shane, give me an intellect, uh, basically, it's not a saving throw, but it's, for you, an intellect check. So you're gonna roll a d20 plus whatever your intellect is. Uh, is everybody like... else, give me also a d20 roll with intellect. Alright. It's like a teaching, how well do I teach? Mm -hmm. 14. <laughs> just an intellect, <laughs> it's just an intelligence check. Will you rock? Intelligence plus... D20 plus intelligence. Natural 20... Plus... Nice. Sponge. I, two. Got an, I got an 18. I understand. I got a uh, solid 12. Okay. Not bad. You, you desperately want to know how it works, but as, like, Shane is starting to explain the details, he's getting deeper and deeper, and you're like, oh, dang it. The first lesson, I didn't understand, and it's getting worse. Um, Brock and Kelmar, you get a general sense of how it kind of works. Um, Shane is trying to explain it, but he doesn't, like, explain it very well. Um, but he explains it well enough to where you guys, if you picked it up, you know how, you, you would know how to fire it. Um, not for Pull the right trigger back. here. Yeah, pull the trigger, pull back the hammer. Okay, done deal. And that's, yeah. you're kind of, like, almost, like, distracted. You're distracted by, like, how do you make it? How can I forge this myself? Okay, so Edson's just kind of looking at it awestruck, but not really paying attention. 
the words are coming out, but Edson's not ignoring any of it. <laughs> Alright. And you guys oh. uh, make, make it through the night very peacefully. Um, a couple days pass by as you guys are traveling north, and the farther far north you guys have, um, there's a couple days where it feels as though there's frost building up. And you guys wake up in the morning where there's like that morning dew, kind of like uh, frozen or consulting the science. I mean, you're approaching closer and closer to the other day. Um, as you guys are walking down the road on your 10th day of travel, uh, you guys see a very large building uh, to the western side of you. And you see a couple of the wagons uh, sort of turn towards that direction. And as you guys are approaching it, the large gate, a large gate kind of opens up as a couple of the wagons are entering in. Um, they stop the other wagon behind it, and one wagon enters in. Uh, it takes a little bit of time, probably takes maybe 30 minutes to an hour, and the second wagon logs in. A couple more hours or so. And then the third wagon, where you guys are, uh, gets stepped in. As you guys enter this area, um, it's very similar to like uh, Tony's Tower, where it has an upper balcony of rooms. Uh, upper balconies of rooms. As you guys enter in, you guys can see that um, there's a lot of workers, there's like almost like kids, as well as like full, full grown adults, uh, grabbing the supplies off of the wagons and moving them into a uh, building. As they're moving into a building, you see a large uh, half orc with one broken tooth and one uh, still intact tooth. Um, very burly. Like, uh, I know Edson's buff, but like Edson is very small compared to this half orc. And I stand with a clipboard and writing things down as uh, packages are being moved into the room. Um, you guys can see that there a couple of packages are left outside and a couple of packages are moved inside. And uh, moving different packages, you can see a different uh, people grabbing them and moving them in. Um, as you guys are moving in, uh, you guys see uh, Ordrin uh, walk up behind you. Uh, boys. Uh, they'll be uh, storing everything here. We'll we take a few days rest here uh, for the room. You guys will be uh, upstairs at room seven. Alrighty, thank you. Um, and as you guys are like walking into the complex itself, uh, Jamna kind of sneaks up behind, uh, behind Brock, taps on the shoulder. Looks like we're bugging tonight. <clears throat> Where? What room are you in? Seven as well, but uh, we'll have uh, two others that will not be part of ours. Mm, fun. Um, Brock looks around. It's like, is this? Is there any like shops, or is it just like one big, uh, like building? Big. It's a large building like Tony's Tower. There's no shops. Um, right. You guys can see different. Uh, there's an elbow about where all the rooms are. And you can see lower lower section also has rooms and there's a like, stables. Um, but on the you guys first walk in to your left hand side, you guys see a billowing chimney of smoke coming out of it. You guys would assume that's either um, a blacksmith or possibly could be an inn or like a cooking section. Uh, you're not sure yet. Okay. Like, okay. We'll just, uh, 
I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wander a little bit. I think, kind of get a layout of the land. Cool. And what's going with him? I'll join him. Been a minute since uh, Brock and I have just hung out. Uh, so kill one thing. You guys head over to the room. Uh, you guys do notice the first thing you notice is that all of the rooms on the upper level, um, there's no locks. So it's just a latch mechanic. Um, as you guys walk into the room, uh, when you guys walk into the room, it's a bunk bed kind of uh, situation where it holds about eight to ten people. And you uh, see the other two, uh, looks like one of them being a guard, one of them being a laborer, uh, already set up in the room. Uh, there are, like, bunk beds, and uh, you see, like, small chests that you can, like, store your stuff in. Uh, they're not locked either. Um, I will go and look for a set of bunk beds. Um... And I'll look at Shane, and I'll say, uh, you want top bunk or you want bottom bunk? <laughs> Shane, you want top bunk or you want bottom bunk? Bottom bunk, bottom bunk. Jeez. Stinking. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll hop up on the top then, and, uh, Kind of set in and my. Hey, considering you're a water genasi, wouldn't you be like dripping through your bed? <laughs> no. if, that's, if that's the case, then I want to eventually <laughs> be sleeping next to Shane <laughs> <laughs> through the night. Oh, like you osmosis through the mattress and like you end up on with me. Yeah. Fucking soaked. Gross. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so you guys get situated in the bed. Uh, Brock and Edson, uh, you guys are in the courtyard. Or the courtyard is kind of like, uh, like almost like mud and mushy. Um, looks like the lot equipment and things that are not like uh, can be damaged. Um, basically by the weather, are kind of stored outside, and a lot of the food, higher valuable things, have been moved inside the storage room. Inside the storage room, okay. Alright. Do you want me to cause a distraction while you look in there? Um... There's, there's like a lot of people running around right now, huh, Mark? It's not like a secluded area. Not so much like a lot of people. There's a lot of workers that were part of the tower, not part of your guys' uh, particular caravan. Um, a lot of people like, you know, picking up boxes out of the wagons and like moving stuff inside. Um, you see the large orc that's kind of directing people. Um, and you can see uh, Arjun's kind of standing next to the large orc. Okay, I'm a, well, I want to wander within about 60 feet, uh, within about 30 feet of those guys. Kind of overlooking um, over. some of the work, workers also, maybe, just trying to blend in. Um, and I want to use a, a detect thoughts on the giant orc. Um, as you do detect thoughts, um, surface level thoughts, yep. um, you can see that the orc is very focused on uh, material. So as the material is going in, uh, very like thoughtful of, okay, 
this is their stuff. This is their storage. Everything going into the storage, good, good. And uh, certain packages that are passing by by the orc, you can see that the orc does kind of like paint a uh, red X on the uh, certain packages as they go in. Okay, um, I'm going to drop Detect Thoughts off the orc. Um, you know, pull my pipe up to my mouth again and like relight it uh, using that copper piece as my uh, component. And I'm going to uh, do another Detect Thoughts on Artists. Uh, Ardrin. Ardrin. Ardrin, sorry. Uh, Ardrin is uh, kind of just... His, t- his initial thoughts that he detect are he's more focused on just making sure all the supplies are taken care of and kind of talking to, uh, which now you know, is Bogluck, is the name of the orc. B-O-G, and then last name, Luck. Um, and he just making sure that all the things are organized and making sure that the supplies that he brought from, uh, Waters Deep, uh, are organized and put away safely. Do I probe deeper? Do you ever do it? Nah, fuck that. Not good enough yet. Not juicy enough. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hang out there for like a minute for as long as it, it, it lasts out, it out and, and then I'll, um, I'll move on with Edson. Go back to whatever, Edson was probably talking okay. about something and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I agree. Totally. Um, as you're watching for a bit, um, Dave, give me an inside check. Sorry, bro. Yeah, it was a twelve. Yeah, it was a twelve. I kicked it over. Um, so that'd be a seventeen. Uh, you do notice that the same workers that are grabbing the boxes that Buckluck like marks with his red X across it are the same people um, grabbing the same boxes. So you notice that like the rest of the workers are grabbing different boxes and different things like that. But there are specific workers that are grabbing the red ones that uh, Bogluck marks. Um, uh, Brock starts uh, walking away and like gestures to Edson for him to follow. I follow my animal. Put a little distance in between. I say, <clears throat> I think our, I think uh, what we're looking for is in those, the red marked uh, boxes. I think this is their place. Trying to be really, trying to be really quiet about it, like. What do you think we should do? Think we should try and grab some of it? I think or... I think when we leave we dip in the middle of the night and I can come back here, maybe. We'll have to we'll have to try to get a little pot we'll have to talk with everyone, but let's go up to our room and um and see uh with everyone else is going on. 
right. I uh, head upstairs or over to the uh, room seven, which of course does not have a lock on it. Uh, and as you guys open the door, you guys see uh, Shane, Shane and uh, Kelmar are relaxing, as well as you see two other people into the room. Um, you don't see Jamna in the room, though. Okay. Um, we have two other people in here, so Brock will just like walk over and actually address like the whole room, no one like in particular. Hey, boys, how's it going? Hi, you see those two guys like kind of nod their head, and one of them says, "Still alive." I hear that. You know, just put my feet up in the uh on the on the bed. Um, that's an I get bottom bunk. I don't wanna have to climb into bed. You're taller. It's easier for you to do it. Sounds like a plan to me. And uh Etzen goes up to the top bunk and it noticeably sinks downwards from my weight. And Chris Farley, me. <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead and everybody give me a perception check. As you guys roll, that's an eight. I, I, uh, I got a six. <laughs> I got an eight. My, my eyes are closed. <laughs> Nineteen. Ooh, uh, I got a natural 18 plus 5. So that will be a 23. Uh, Shane and Brock, um, as you guys are kind of relaxing, uh, just chilling in the room, uh, a little bit warmer than it is outside, uh, you guys see the door kind of open up and peer just enough. And you see Jamna kind of like look over at you, and just kind of wink you, and then kind of do the hand signal to come my direction. Uh, Brock, uh, Brock kicks his feet off and says, Well, I'm bored. I'm gonna go walk around. I'll join you. And I start heading out the, out the door. Um, as you guys walk out the door, on your right hand side, you see, uh, Jamna, uh, sharpening her blade. Good to see you. Glad you? you guys are not dead yet. It did not be dead. Um, she pauses and looks over. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed. Seems they're uh, making priorities over their uh, shipments. Some shipments are being marked with a red X. And I think those shipments might be staying here. Indeed. Do we want to find out uh, what's more in that uh, storage room tonight? I think that would be wise. I agree. Good, good. Um, the two that are in your room, are we concerned that they might be uh, part of the cult? We should assume everyone uh, besides our group is a part of the cult. And and uh, she looks over, like, into the courtyard and, like, looks over at the orc. 
I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, there's a uh, dragon insignia on the uh, scabbard that, uh, that Orc carries. I believe he's working for them. Brock, inside his head, is like, damn it, I didn't even see that. But out loud, he says, yes, I did notice that as well. <laughs> if, uh, this orc, if this orc is working with them, uh, we need to be cautious. They uh, are going to be serving food tonight. I think it would be a good opportunity for us to uh, gather information from the rest of them. Talk, talk over some grub. It's a good idea. Indeed. I'll see you gentlemen at the bar. See you later, G. Mm-hmm. And I think, guys, that's a good point to end our session. Alright. Nice. Hey guys, it's David. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, this has been really fun for all of us and we'd like to keep this going. Um, and part of that is if you can leave a review, uh, preferably a five-star review, but we'll take whatever you give. Um, it really helps get the word out to other uh, potential listeners and it'll really help um, build this into something that we uh, you know, would like to take further. Thanks for listening and uh, take care of yourselves.